if you are interested, as you should be, in the kingdom of God, then you're going to have a great interest in regard to the last days. And in order to assist you in understanding what will be, we have this new series called Revelation Shorts. And what we're doing is taking major themes within the book of Revelation. And in a brief way, we talk about them. We've been speaking about the beast. In Revelation 13, we find a very clear description of certain events that is going to bring about the establishment of an empire. Prophetically speaking, a beast is an empire. We also saw that in Revelation chapter 18, the same wicked empire is called Babylon. And we talked about in our first installment of our series, why the term Babylon. We know something prophetically from the book of Daniel and from other places in the prophets and also in this book of Revelation, that this final empire, the beasts, the one that the Antichrist is going to rule over, it is going to originate in Europe, but rule over all the world. Initially, it is going to be true believers, those who have the testimony of Yeshua, those who keep his word in obedience that demonstrate their faith, that this Antichrist empire, this beast, is going to persecute and do so brutally. Many believers will lose their life because of their fidelity to Scripture and their faithfulness to this new covenant which is based upon the gospel. We also know another important biblical truth, and that is that true believers will not suffer the wrath of God. And therefore, it will be before the outpouring of God's wrath that God will remove believers from this world. He will do so quickly. And what Paul calls our blessed hope, we see that this blessed hope is uniquely and specifically tied to the glorious appearing of Messiah. And he comes gloriously for his bride in order to remove us from this world before the wrath of the Lamb begins. And after this wonderful event, we know something else. And that is, there's going to be a time of intense persecution of the nation of Israel and the Jewish people at large. We know this from many different prophecies, but in Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 7, we have that phrase in Hebrew which says, which means a time of trouble or tribulation for Jacob, meaning the Jewish people. So this is going to be, according to Daniel chapter 12 and other scriptures, this time of trouble for Jacob after God removes believers from this world. It is going to be the worst time of persecution ever for the Jewish people. Now that pains me 
And this also has some serious implications because that means based upon Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1, it means that it's going to be the worst time of persecution ever, even worse than the Holocaust. We know from the prophecy of Zechariah that two-thirds of the Jewish people will lose their life during this time of Jacob's trouble. But at the end, it says, which means, but out of it, from this time, we know that salvation is coming, that one-third of the Jewish people are going to be brought to faith in that same gospel message. What we're going to do in this short study this evening is to learn more specific information from the scripture concerning this evil empire, the beast, this Babylon, this one that the Antichrist is going to rule over. And we're going to see some important truth from, specifically, Revelation chapter 17. So with that said, I would invite you to take out your Bibles and open up to the book of Revelation and chapter 17. Now in this study, in order to keep it brief, we're only going to look at three verses. Revelation chapter 17, verses 9, 10, and 11. But once more, these verses have some most significant implications when we understand it according to the text. And I'm going to be looking at the text in the Greek language from the Texas Receptus and translating it very literally so that we can understand it. So look with me to that passage, Revelation chapter 17, beginning in verse 9. We find these words. Here is the mind having wisdom. Now, if you want wisdom, it begins with you making a commitment to obey. Obey the truth of God. Wanting God to give you that wisdom, he's the source of all true wisdom. And we know that the book of Proverbs tell us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And this word fear means putting God first, making him the priority of your life. When you have that type of commitment to our Lord and Savior, he is going to instruct you. He is going to lead you and guide you. He is going to give you wisdom, illumination, so that you can understand the word of God and apply it properly to your life. So once more, verse 9, it says, Here, the mind having wisdom. And he's going to reveal to us some wisdom here. He says, continuing on, the seven heads. Now we're speaking about this beast, and we've learned. This beast, this empire, has seven heads. Now someone will say, how can that be? Well, the Bible is very specific. We need to take it literally, but it's also at times symbolic. A beast is an empire. And when it says that it has seven heads, notice what else it says. We also are told that they are seven mountains. And the term mountain in the Bible speaks about authority. 
usually a governmental authority. So it relates as well to an empire or a kingdom. And we don't have to wonder if this is the right interpretation. If we keep reading, it's going to tell us this as well. So they are seven mountains where the woman, and this woman is the harlot, and harlotry relates to idolatry. The spirit of this empire is going to be an idolatrous one. It is going to be rooted in that which is not related to truth. It is going to have a blasphemous spirit, which all forms of idolatry have. So this woman, this harlot that we are, are informed of in the book of Revelation, it says that she sits upon them, meaning that this empire, all of them, all seven of these kingdoms are going to be idolatrous in nature. And then we're told, now let's move to the next verse, verse 10 where it says, and they are seven kings. Now, obviously, there is a correlation, a relationship between a king and a kingdom. So there are seven empires. They are idolatrous. They are blasphemous. They have authority. And we find that there are seven kings, seven leaders of these seven kingdoms. And then we're told to be more specific, and we mentioned this in our first two installment in our series, Revelation Shorts, that five, it says, have fallen. Now, there's not really any debate among believing scholars concerning the identity of these five empires that have fallen. Who are they? Well, we've mentioned it. Let's review again. They are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, the fourth is the Medes and the Persians, and the fifth that has fallen as well is the Greek Empire. Now remember, John is speaking, and in his days, these five empires have fallen. They're no more. And then we're told that there is one which is. And obviously, again, there's not any debate on what empire this is. This one is the Roman Empire that was ruling at the time of John when he wrote this, this book of Revelation in exile. It was the Roman Empire that exiled him to the island of Patmos. So five have fallen, one is, and then we're told in the middle of verse 10. And again, very significant an informative uh, message. It says, and the other has not yet come. And whenever it should come, and then pay close attention, we're given a clue. It says, a little or a few. And once again, the scholars, I don't know of any that really disagree with this interpretation. When it says a few or a little, it's speaking about time. Just a few years. Now, this is unique. These empires, they have something in common. And what is that? Well, if we look at Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, the Medes and the Persians, the Greeks and the Romans, what did they have in common? Well, one of the things they had in common is that they were all persecutors of the Jewish people. Some 
most intense persecutors of the Jewish people. Now, it is true that the, the Persians, they eventually gave under the leadership of Korish, that is Cyrus, the permission to return, but that was because God's judgment, those 70 years of exile in Babylon had come to an end. So the Medes and the Persians, they were persecuting, but with a change of leader, there was a change as well. And so we find here that five have fallen, one is, and there's still another that is yet to come. And whenever he comes for a little, for a few, meaning a small amount of time, a few years, it's necessary for him to remain. Now, this is as well as an important clue to the reader because all the others, many of these, lasted for hundreds of years. Egypt, Babylonians, we see the, the Romans and the Greeks. Many of these lasted a long, long time. But the one who is coming, the seventh one, he, it's necessary, it says, that this empire lasts, remains in comparison, just a little amount of time, just a few years. Now, we need to ask ourselves something. We need to identify the seventh one because when we identify the seventh one, we also identify the eighth. I'll explain why in a moment. Because we're going to read that the seventh one, it is that one that had that, that wound, that mortal wound on one of its head. And it says that it was not, but it will come back it will be healed. And I mentioned that it gives kind of a false resurrection appearance. So let's keep reading. Notice what the scripture says. Now we're ready for our last verse. Verse 11, where it says, and the beast that was and is not, we're speaking about which one? The seventh one. And it's very important that we identify this one. And I believe we can. In fact, it's the identification of, of this seventh beast, the seventh empire, which is the purpose of this installment in our series, Revelation Shorts. We know that all of them are going to be persecutors of the Jewish people. So let me ask you, can you think of an empire that came after the Romans that was a great persecutor of Jewish people? And, and endured for a relatively short amount of time. Now, when we consider all the facts, all the clues that are given, the one should come into our mind, probably the worst persecutor of Jewish people until now was Nazi Germany. What Hitler coined concerning his empire as the Third Reich. Why? Well, don't follow the secular historians. Hitler himself gives the answer. He saw that he was an extension of the Greek and the Roman Empire. Why? Because the Greek, when we look at the others, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, 
we find that those, as along with the Medes and the Persians, they were not in Europe. But Germany was, and so was, the Greeks and the Romans. He saw himself as a continuation, as a reincarnated great leader that was, and that was his destiny to, to bring about an empire that would last, as he said, for a thousand years, a false manifestation of that millennial kingdom. That's what he said about his Third Reich. And we find that he was the worst persecutor of Jewish people, and he remained, compared to these others, a very short amount of time. His empire did not last or exist very long at all. And therefore, we are led to conclude that the seventh one that was and is not and had that mortal wound but comes back, it is a reappearing of a Nazi empire. Now, that does not mean that it has to have the swastika, that it has to be based in Berlin, but it's going to be European. And it is going to have that same blasphemous spirit, that same hatred for the Jewish people. Why? Because the Antichrist knows something. If the Jewish people get right spiritually, when they do, the kingdom of God is soon going to be established. And when that happens, it is the defeat, the demise of the Antichrist and Satan. The one who gives him power. We know that the dragon, Satan, gives this empire power. So notice what it says in our last verse, verse 11. And the beast which was and is not, it says, he also is the eighth and from the seventh. And he will go to destruction, perdition. Ultimately, he will be annihilated in that lake of fire and brimstone and sulfur where he will be punished forever and ever. Now, this has, as I say, some very informing information because we are told here that this seventh one is and is not but is going to reappear and be the eighth. And what we are called to understand is this. See, if you believe as I do, that we are rapidly approaching the last days, that things are converging upon this end times, that soon the birth pains will begin. We need to see prophetically what the scripture says. We should see that there's going to be a beast that rises out of Paras Umidah. That is modern-day Iran. And it is going to form a coalition. And it is going to bring havoc upon the world. And when the world is in a hopeless state, what's going to happen? There's going to be a false savior. And that has to do with an empire that rises out of Europe that is going to defeat this, this empire, this one beast called the ram in Daniel chapter 8. He's going to defeat it, and all the world's going to be so happy. And this empire out of Europe that defeats the ram, it's known as the goat in Daniel chapter 8. 
And what Daniel tells us is that this empire is the empire of the Antichrist. That he is going to wage war with, with the heavens, but obviously be defeated. So the scripture's clear. We see that there's going to be a great empire that brings instability to the world. And it's going to be this Antichrist empire, the beast, Babylon, who we're talking about in this lesson, that's going to come out of this instability that the ram called. He is going to bring about a time of peace and safety, security, prosperity in the world. All the world is going to like this beast, except those who belong to the Lamb. And we're going to know the truth. That's why we're going to be persecuted. And when he is done persecuting us and the rapture takes place and we're removed, he's going to attack Israel, the Jewish people, in order to keep them from turning towards God but he will not be successful. I'm speaking about the empire and the Antichrist, who's the leader of this empire. We know that Messiah is going to return, and now we're speaking about the second coming. And he is going to defeat this beast, this, this resurrected Nazi-type empire that's going to come out of Europe. Messiah is going to defeat him. But let us remember something very important. And that is that it's going to be Messiah that delivers the Jewish people from the worst time of suffering ever, where one third is going to look upon their Redeemer. And that one third is going to come to faith. And that's necessary. Why? Until the Jewish people receive by, by revelation. They're going to look upon the one who has been pierced until they received Messiah, much like Thomas did by sight. Until they do so, the kingdom of God will not be established. Again, this, this resurrected Nazi-type empire is that beast, that seventh and eighth one that is going to bring about a blasphemous empire in this world that works against the purposes of God. So my hope is that this brings some clarity to you in your understanding of this beast, this antichrist empire that is going to come up into this world out of a time of great instability, that a coalition that as its origin in Iran is going to bring about all of this instability the Antichrist empire is going to make order, a false order. He's a false savior. And he is going to rule over a blasphemous empire that Messiah is going to destroy in his second coming. Well, I'll close with that until our next installment. May God bless you. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. 
may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.